It's time for Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. All right, this is the wrap on 760 WJR. To a car phone we go. Dave, thanks for hanging on. You're on 760. Gentlemen, and Stephen Dan, you got the chemistry. It's cooking. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Are you calling us from your office? I'm doing Sports Center tonight. With, Are you uh, really? Dan Patrick. Well, I'm very impressed. By the way, give Dan our best. He's a good man. And, I will. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Dan. Chuck Swirsky says hi. This is the best sports rap has ever been, in my opinion. Now, here's your host, Chris Renwick. With the second pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end, Michigan. And there it is. Aiden Hutchinson, now a member of your Detroit Lions. And look, we, we've got, we're gonna lot, we got a lot to do tonight. And I primarily want to focus on the first round because I thought there were some interesting things that happened in the first round. We'll do the rest of the draft tomorrow. But the the, the question that we have been asking ourselves for what feels like months, would it be Aiden? Would it be Kayvon? Who was going to be at number two for the Lions? Well, turns out they were both there because – Look, I think that this draft was, it felt a little strange. And I, it was, it, I think that, first of all, the Jacksonville Jaguars had a grave misstep, in my mind. I just don't believe that Trayvon Walker was the guy at number one. I get it, he's a freak athlete. I I, I get that he's, raw and has a, a, a potentially a high ceiling. But for me, that's not the kind of guy you take at number one. A, a, a guy you take at number one is somebody that has proven production, that has numbers, that has accumulated a, 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 a film that you can look at and say, yep, I see why that guy was taken, taken number one overall. And unfortunately for Trayvon Walker, he just doesn't have those numbers yet in, in totality. Because I think at partly he was out of position at Georgia. And I think you're going to see him more exclusively on the outside in the NFL. And I think that's going to help him. But without that, without those numbers, without that information, I just, I find it difficult to overcome. Is he a top five pick? Sure. But to be number one overall, look, it turned out to be the Lions game. Jacksonville's loss, in my mind, in my opinion. I just don't think you take Trayvon Walker number number one overall. But that means that everything was on the table for the Lions because I just don't think that Trayvon Walker was ever the guy here. And so now you've got Aiden Hutchinson at number two. And, and, and mind you, the decision obviously wasn't even that difficult for, for Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell down in Allen Park because almost immediately after Jacksonville submitted that first pick, the lions wasted no time getting that slip of paper up to the podium and, and ushering in this, I guess, new era of lions football. They knew they wanted Aiden Hutchinson. They knew it. And you got to give them credit for, we're not mincing around here. We're not messing around. We're going after our guy, and we're going to get him. We're not. We don't. We don't need ten minutes to figure this out. We've got it figured out. 
And now you've got a guy who, in his last year at Michigan, 14 sacks, that's a school record, 16 and a half tackles for loss, 62 total tackles. And mind you, all of those things are, are the numbers outside of the visual production that you saw from Aiden Hutchinson. Because while he did have a good bookend in David Ajabo on the other side of him, this is the NFL. And, and I think this team has some decent ends that they can pair on the other side. But Aiden affected more of the game than just the numbers. Aiden drew double teams almost every single play. And, and again, does he have work to do? Yes. I don't think he was as great as coming off the ball as David Ajabo was. I, I, I don't think that he's got, I don't know, the, the, the maneuverability sometimes in getting to the quarterback. He's a strong, uh, he's a strong rusher who will get home. But I think he's got some things to work on, and I think he'll improve. I do. I think the ceiling is a lot higher on Aiden Hutchinson than people let on uh, to, to, to believing. So I love the Aiden pick. I, I absolutely loved Aiden Hutchinson, number two overall to your Detroit Lions. I just thought it made all the sense in the world. And then after the fact, uh, Jason, you've got Aiden Hutchinson saying, look, it was, this was where I wanted to be. This is the, through the whole draft process. This is where I wanted to be. And oh, yeah. lo and behold, it gets his opportunity because the Lions felt the exact same way about him. Yeah, he grew up here, obviously, played at Michigan. It's it's really a dream for him um, to play for the hometown Lions. And if he can help turn this thing around, he's, he's, he's going to be a hero around here. And look, I don't often feel like being a part of your hometown team is always the greatest career move, right? Because it's, it's a lot of extra stuff that you then deal with. I just don't think any of that's going to bother Aiden Hutchinson. I don't think any of that's going to come into play here because you know what else was a hometown team for him too? The university of Michigan. And he was pretty successful there. And so, no, I look, I, I'm, I'm really excited about this pick. And, and while people were saying that Thibodeau had, had a higher ceiling, had a, had a had a, a, a a high floor, high ceiling. This guy was on the ascend. I, I feel the I don't know why they feel any differently about Aiden Hutchinson. I feel the same way about Aiden. I feel like the the ceiling can can grow with Aiden Hutchinson. I think the floor is extremely high. Like, what's the worst case scenario here? The guy goes out and gets you ten sacks. Like, is that the worst case scenario? They're they're projecting him to be a 12-sack guy, not okay. a 16-sack guy, which is fine. Fine. I'll take that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, is, is he Miles Garrett? No. But you know what? There wasn't really any Miles Garrett in this draft. This was It, it was a relatively watered-down draft, in my mind. You got no quarterbacks. The pass rushers are, 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 are kind of all jumbled around in the mix. You know, Sauce Gardner, I think, is is probably one of the most polished talents in this class, especially up top. But, I mean, it, it, this wasn't a clear, definitive draft where you had one guy that was just a, a no-brainer. And, and, again, thankfully, I think the Lions, 
I think the Lions really got the number one draft pick in this class. I just do. So I'm excited about it. And 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 look, for what this means for this defense going forward, I think it's a shot in the arm. Again, I think that that Hutchinson's motor is just um I don't know. I just think it's 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 it really what it's what drives him. He takes no plays off. And when you have a guy that is uh, that dedicated, then, geez, I mean, it, this, is, this is exactly the spot you want to be in. And, again, this is a Dan Campbell guy. Like, this is who, exactly who Dan Campbell wants on this, on, on this team. And, look, you, you pair him with somebody like Charles Harris, you love it. Romeo Aquora, Onzerike will take some of those uh, left end snaps as well. So, yeah, no, I, I love this. I love it. I absolutely love it. And so, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, Jace, I think, that, I think that the way that the Lions made this selection in the, in the, the, the wasting no time, we don't need 10, 10 minutes on the clock, we know we got our guy, I mean, that tells me that this this program thought Aiden Hutchinson was the number one pick. Oh, absolutely. And when, when the first pick was selected by Jacksonville, you know, uh, the Lions draft room, a lot of fists went up in the air and they were excited and they, they got the guy they wanted. And the guy's an all a, a, a consensus All-American, Heisman Trophy runner-up, say what you will about that, but it's on his resume. And, and again, the numbers tell you that Aiden Hutchinson is the real deal. And, and like I was saying about Trayvon Walker, how he doesn't have the numbers. Visually, you, you watched the, the Georgia Bulldogs play this year. And, I mean, you saw Trayvon Walker. But a lot of the plays that he made were, were, were recovery plays, hustle plays in the open field. He wasn't necessarily getting to the quarterback. How many sacks did, did Trayvon Walker have? Six? I mean, it's 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 just not quite comparable. So yeah, no, I'm thrilled. I, I think the Lions got the exact right guy, and then of course there were fireworks. And Lions sitting at number 32. That was their next pick. That courtesy of the L.A. Rams in that in that Matthew Stafford deal. And then the question. Now back to more sports wrap, presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. With the 12th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Jamison Wilman, Williams. Whoa! Wide receiver, Alabama. All right, and there is the pick of Jamison Williams. How did we get here? Well, let me tell you something. I believe that the Lions, Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, absolutely 1,000% fleece the Minnesota Vikings. Fleece them. You want to talk about a lopsided trade? You look at this one. All right, let's break it down. Lions sitting at number 32 for their second first round pick. And, and I, you know, Jason, 
well, we had talked a lot about this and and who you wanted the Lions to take. And, the, well, there's the – you've got quarterbacks down there. Desmond Ritter might be available. We thought Malik Willis would go earlier. He didn't. He's there. Like, there were so many things, so many options for the Lions. And, and I – I have been a huge proponent of trading down. How many times have I talked about it on this show? The importance of draft capital. Draft capital is so, so valuable for a couple of reasons. One, it gives you the opportunity to stay nimble. Number two, it gives you the opportunity to build your team through the draft, which is how really good teams operate. But number three, acquiring draft capital gives you the ability to move up in a draft if you want it. And that's what happened here. Lions trade the 32nd, the 34th, and the 66th pick to Minnesota for number 12, and for number 44, 46. 46. Me. Yeah, 46. Now, the Lions moved up 20, 20 spots to take Jamison Williams. That's, that, that is one of the bigger jumps in recent draft history. So that tells you a couple of things. Number one, it tells you the Lions really love Jameson Williams. Love him. And I'll tell you what, if he didn't blow out his ACL in that game against Georgia in the National Championship game, he would have been the first receiver off the board. I mean, his numbers are buku. 2021 with Alabama. 1,500 yards, averaging 20 yards a pop, 15 touchdowns. I mean... In, I think it was eight of their 15 games, Jamison Williams caught a pass longer than 70 yards. And that was just the, the passes he caught. He was targeted a whole heck of a lot more. Jamison Williams is, I don't know, he's he's got Tyreek Hill speed. His frame is a little thinner than I'd like in the NFL at 180. Um, but but here's what you get in Jamison Williams. You get a number one. You get a number one receiver. A, a, a God love him. Amon Ross St. Brown is not a number one. I think he's a wonderful, wonderful receiver. And I hope he proves me wrong. But as we stay, as we sit today, I just don't think he's a number one. But now you got a number one. And now Amon Ross St. Brown can be a number two and be a real good number two, probably the best number two in the league. And then you've got DJ Shark, who you just brought over. And then you've got guys like Khalif Raymond. You've got guys like Josh Reynolds, Quintez Cephas, who are now your second and potentially third stringers. That wide receiver room last year was an abomination. It stunk. And if it weren't for Amon Ross St. Brown, they probably would have been the worst receiving core in the league. 
But now you've taken a weakness and in one move made it probably a strength on this team. Because you look at Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Shark, Jamison Williams, and TJ Hawkinson. I mean, is that one of the better groups of pass catchers in this league, Jason? Sure sounds like it. On paper? Sure sure sounds like it. Uh, Jared Goff's definitely going to have a lot of options here. And and a good thing they didn't go quarterback. We saw something yesterday where they were predicting maybe Kenny Pickett, you know, at 32. And uh, I, I, I know where he went. I was, I knew he was going to go there, <clears throat> but th- uh, this is a guy that can stretch the field, um, helps everybody else out in the pass catching game, helps your running backs. Uh, so th- this was a, 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 an awesome pick for the lions and now, they needed it. Uh, again, when you talk about draft capital, when you talk about these picks, each pick, you know, there are different grading systems. Everybody's got a different grading system. Like I, I think everybody except for ESPN thought the lions won this deal and it wasn't even close. Like, each pick is assigned a certain number of points, and there's a chart you can go look. I'm not going to bore you with it. But but according to a number of different outlets, and I'm just going to give you kind of whole round numbers, Lions gave up 32, 34, 66. That was the equivalent to about 1,400 points. Lions got back the 12th and the 46, which is the equivalent of about 1,600 points. Okay? So right off the top, Yes, you lose a pick. You lose a valuable pick with the 62nd, 66 pick. But at the same time, you're getting more value for your picks. You're getting more value. And that is what this thing, that's what it takes. And I'll tell you what, Jason, look, this is where I, 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 I've seen some of the, well, we, we needed to build defense. We need bodies, blah, 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 blah. All right. Here's my answer to that. In all of the years that we have been Lions fans, we have seen some anemic or uh, 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 regimes making these picks. We have seen the Matt Millens and the and the and the Bob Quinns and the Martin Mayhews make bonehead after bonehead after bonehead picks. And you know what it felt like for the first time last night in my in my life as a Lions fan? It felt like we had a real general manager making a pick. We had we had a real adult in the room making a pick. And it and it and it was and it's something that you can debate as fans, but the logic is sound. The logic is there. It makes sense. And now with 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 uh, 46, you can take some, uh, you, you were able to, to get another impact player. So for me, I, I am so beyond thrilled with the Jamison Williams pick because essentially here's what you did. You got two top five players. You got the best in my mind, Jamison Williams, the best receiver in this draft. If he wouldn't have blown out his ACL, he would have been the first receiver off the board. And yes, I'm talking about Chris Olave. I'm talking about Garrett Wilson. I think he is the best receiver in this draft, and it's not even close. And I and and you essentially got the number one receiver and the number one defensive end in the span of of two through thirty-two. That's what you did. And you're telling me the value isn't there? 
You're telling me you need bodies instead? No. No, 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 no. This is how a general manager conducts a draft. And it feels weird. I get it. I get it. I totally understand. But that's why it's important to acquire draft capital. That's why that Matthew Stafford deal, outside of, of, of releasing Matt Stafford from, from Detroit like he asked, but getting the haul back you did, that's why it's important. And I'll tell you what, it doesn't hurt to fleece a, a member of, of your own division, in my mind. So, uh, Jason, what did you think about this pick? Did you, did you like it? What were your initial thoughts when you, when, you, when you saw the Lions trade it up? Because my initial thought was they were going after Kyle Hamilton, the, the safety at Notre Dame. That was my first thought, and I was okay with it. Um, but then when they said Jamison Williams, it was like, oh, okay. I see what you're doing here. You're just going out to get the best players at the position. And I understand the injury. We'll talk about that in a second. But what were your first initial thoughts? I, I was like, well, I can't believe, you know, that's good. It, it's it's definitely uh, a very smart move to move up. This team needs everything. They need playmakers. Like I said, uh, you know, I remember that he had tore his ACL in the national championship game. I go, well, you know, is he not going to play? this year, but it, it does sound like he's rehabbing fine from it. So um, my initial thought was, hmm, can could we see a, a Bryce Young, Jamison Williams uh, mm-hmm. reunion possibly next year? That was like the first thought I had because <laughs> I, I knew now that they're not going to sure. go quarterback. No, you know? no, no. And, and look, here's what I uh, here's what I'll say about the injury, because I got to be honest, the injury doesn't bother me. Um, the injury to me is it's a non-issue because tearing your ACL in 2022 is not like it was when you tore your ACL in 2001. It's not the same. First of all, these guys aren't the same. The players aren't the same. The, 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 the conditioning, the shape that they're in is just different. And the way that they rehab is different. The, the, the medical profession has changed. It's different. Everything that they do now is different. It's better. So the ACL tear doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. For, and example, now, for example, Chris, uh, Ronald Acuna, he's back yes. this weekend after nine months of tearing his yes. ACL. And he's, he's been in, the, uh, in a minor league rehab assignment for about yes. two weeks. So Correct. So it's just different. It's I, look. I, so it to me, it's not a. It's 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 a it's a non-starter. It's 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 a complete non-issue to me. And it's, I'll tell you what, especially because I think he's the best receiver in the draft. So no, it is it is it is not an issue to me. And I think that when you look at this draft, maybe at this time next year. Here's here's my bold prediction. You ready, Jace? Mm-hmm. I think this is a Justin Jefferson. I think this is a Jamar Chase. I think this is a DK Metcalf. Now, DK's a freak. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. But but I think this is a true, true number one. And here's the other thing. We we we've heard all about how um Jared Goff is the guy at quarterback, right? We've heard of that. Jared Goff's the quarterback. This is the guy that they want. This is the guy that the future. So maybe if they're not even looking quarterback next year, Jared Goff's the guy. Fine. 
Let's 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 operate under the assumption that Jared Goff's the guy. Well, you know what? We're not doing check down city anymore. We're not we're not, you're not dumping it off uh you know, 3 out of 5 passes. That th- those days are over. Because now you got you got weapons now on the outside. You got a weapon in the backfield with with DeAndre Swift. You got pass catchers now. Now there's no excuse. We're not doing check down city anymore. I don't want to see it anymore. So, um, look, I, I'm 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 very bullish on these two guys, and and we're gonna do we're gonna break this down today. We're talking about the first round because I thought the first round was interesting. Tomorrow we'll do the rest because even in this draft, in this first round, some really in my mind wacky things happen. So we'll talk about that as Sports Rep continues right here on WJR. Don't go anywhere. Now back to more Sports Rap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. All right, welcome back into Sports Wrap. I want to talk a little bit more about the first round because I thought there were some interesting things that, that happened. Um, first of all, I thought, uh, and Jason, you can maybe correct me if I if you think I'm wrong, but I thought the the, the, the New York teams had great nights. They did. They did. Um, I, I thought the combination of the Giants and Jets, I thought they had a great night. Uh like the Giants at number five getting Kayvon Thibodeau and then at number seven uh, getting Evan Neal, I think that is a, I think it's a steal. I think those are two great picks at five and seven that have instantly upgraded that team. Um, and then from a, from a Jets perspective, um, you know, bringing in Garrett Wilson, um, and, and then only further adding to it, um, throughout this draft, I, I thought, you know, the way that they were able to, um, to, to, to put all of these pieces together, I, I don't know. I, I thought they had a, a, a really nice draft too. Uh, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and who am I, who's the, the third I'm forgetting? Um, Chris, Chris Olave, Chris Olave. Yeah. No, it wasn't Chris Olave. Hold on. I got to find it here now. Um, Oh, in the top, in the top four. Yeah, no, it uh, was Garrett Wilson, sauce Gardner. And then they, they, uh, they traded up to get, uh, what's the kid from Florida state, the edge rusher. I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Um, Oh, geez. Oh, Jermaine Johnson? Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson. Yes, thank you. Um, so I thought the Jets had a really nice night, too. Um, but I I was a little puzzled at number three when Houston took Derek Stingley. And look, kid is legit. I I I do believe he's going to be a very good corner in this league. I I just thought Sauce Gardner was the guy. Like I, I thought Sauce Gardner was the best corner in this draft, and it and it really wasn't close. So I was a little perplexed when Houston took Stingley 
over Sauce Gardner. Did you think, did you, did you, what did you think of that? Yes. Because Sauce, look, Sauce, a local guy. We were pulling for him. Um, but instead, Houston went Stingley instead of Sauce. What'd you think? Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought definitely Sauce was going to go at number three. So the Jets ecstatic at, uh, at that pick at number four. Uh, meanwhile, Atlanta taking Drake London uh, at number eight, who was the second receiver off the board. And look, Drake London, nice receiver. I think he's going to be very good. He's also coming off an injury. Um, You know, I don't view, like, in the in the couple of USC games I saw this year, I didn't think Drake London was like, like, he's a big guy. He doesn't have a ton of game speed, which I, I, I think that if you're drafting a receiver now, specifically in the top 10, like, I think you got to have some juice to you. And I just didn't think Drake London has a, a ton of overall speed. So I was a little, I don't know, I guess I was a little bit surprised uh, by that selection uh, as well. Um, in the meantime, you had the run of receivers in that first round as well. Here was another uh, wild uh, trade in that first round. Well, number one, Baltimore. How about Baltimore shipping Hollywood Brown out to Arizona? That was crazy. Then they take Kyle Hamilton. Uh, and then what? what I thought was even... I don't know. I thought it was crazy too. Houston at 15 on a trade with Philly took Kenyon Green, uh, the guard from Texas A&M. Like, I know Houston has like a bunch of needs and offensive linemen is one of them. I thought that Kenyon Green was scouted like way, way later in this draft, like towards the end of the first round. Um, and I know they didn't have another pick, but geez, I, I, and I, look, this is where the draft gets silly, right? Because you've got grades on all these guys, but then you draft for your need or you draft for the position. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was a, a bit of a strange trade, uh, or, or a, a bit of a strange, uh, uh, pick there. Um, in the meantime, I thought Washington taking Jahan Dotson was, was nice. Um, and then how did you see? Um, and also New Orleans, and, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Jason. New Orleans taking Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. I mean, everybody pretty much thought that a that a QB was going down to New Orleans, and and instead they go offensive tackle. What was your what did you think about that? Well, the the fact that the Saints didn't take a quarterback, the Falcons didn't take a quarterback. They both got receivers. So they're either going to look for it later in the draft or the Saints are going to roll with Jamison Winston. Uh, I thought uh, I thought it was with only one quarterback going in the first round. I thought that was very, very surprising. Uh, Kenny Pickett went to Pittsburgh. Um, again, it, it, it felt like if, if Malik Willis was there, it felt like he was going to Pittsburgh. What did you make of Kenny Pickett staying in 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 Pittsburgh? I thought uh, that was, I thought that's where he was going to go. I think he fits their system better than Malik Willis would. Uh, I think he, I, I I like Kenny Pickett. I think he's going to be a good a good pro, and I think he is going to, 
uh, fit in nicely there. Now the Steelers do need, they need some more offensive weapons, which they can target, you know, going forward here. But I like the fit. I, I really do. Kenny Pickett, I think, has the shortest distance from college to pro because at Pitt, they played at Heinz Field. And the Pittsburgh Steelers play at Heinz Field. So I'm going to say Kenny Pickett has the shortest distance from his college career to his pro career. He might already have a locker. He might already. Yes, you're right. He might already have a locker. Um, and then how about this? This New England, this, this New England deal. So Kansas City trades up. They take Trent McDuffie at a at a uh Washington. Then um a couple of picks later. The uh, Pats select a guy that I was, I don't know, I was pretty surprised with, um, Cole Strange out of Chattanooga. Um, and then I saw that video. There was the video of, uh, of uh, what's his name out in, in L.A., the coach. Oh, Jason, this is a terrible day for me. I was too late <laughs> watching the draft. Sean, um, McVay, Sean McVay was 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 at his uh, press conference, and the Patriots pick came in at number twenty nine, and he's he said that they had him scouted at one hundred four. One hundred four. New England takes wow. him twenty nine. Thought it was really interesting, and then I think for me, a couple of the most puzzling selections in this draft came from the Green Bay Packers. I knew you were going to go there because I was going to go there too. <laughs> um, okay, real quick on the Packers. And I know we got to go to break. Actually, I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick break. We'll talk about the Packers next because this I think this absolutely impacts the Lions. We'll talk about the puzzling uh, decisions made in Green Bay next as Sports Wrap continues here on WJR. Now back to more Sports Wrap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. All right, so the Green Bay Packers. You'll remember, uh, Aaron Rodgers needs playmakers. Devontae Adams is gone. I, I don't know who he's going to be throwing to. Is Randall Cobb still have a pulse? So uh, everybody, we'll, we'll check on it. We'll check yeah, on it. I mean, look, everybody thought the pack was going offense. Everybody thought the pack was going skilled position. No, instead they take Quay Walker, the linebacker out of Georgia at 22. If there is such a thing as a, you know, they always grade these picks. Like if there is an F it's that pick. And Brian Gutenkust has got to be. Look, he has to be public enemy number one, right? I mean, like, yeah. I don't know how then a couple of picks later you go ahead and take another defensive player out of Georgia in Devontae Wyatt, the defensive lineman. Um, Really curious back-to-back picks there by the pack. What would you think? They loved taking defense in the first round. 
And of course, that's what Aaron Rodgers uh, is big gripe is. And they did they did talk to Aaron Rodgers, and he just he he simply said there just becomes a point in time where you have to trust the organization. Now mm-hmm. he just signed his four year deal, so that's the only thing he can really say. He's not going to go on Pat McAfee's show and start you know spewing all this and that. Well, he may, but well, yeah, that's true. He may too. But uh, I was very shocked. I mean, all all signs pointed to a playmaker in the first round. And no, they went other side of the ball with both. Do you know what what receiver uh, Aaron Rodgers pre-draft said he thought was the most number one ready? Did he say uh, Jamison Williams? Sure did. So uh, another win here in the Lions column because you keep that kid out of Green Bay. I think that's a that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, Look, I I thought it was a really interesting draft. I I um, I thought the Devin Lloyd pick to Jacksonville was really nice late in that draft as well. Um, was a little confused by uh, the the Pats pick there at 29, but then I thought um, George Karloftis from Purdue going to Kansas City was a really nice pick towards the end of the draft for the Chief as well. Another local guy, Dax Hill, goes 31 uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that's a nice spot too for Dax. I think he's going to play really well there. And then Lewis Seen out of uh, Georgia, the safety goes to Minnesota at 32. So, look, a, a really interesting draft. A lot of a lot of movement in a draft where again, I think it felt a little watered down especially at the top, but it's a deep draft. There's a lot of talent here. So, this is going to uh, you know, I I think I think that this draft was a lot of fun. So, we'll 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 talk about the the rest of the rounds uh tomorrow, 2 through 7. Um in the meantime, uh, real quick on the Tigers. Jason we had talked about what a mess Minnesota is. I think they're a bad baseball team, uh, but they made the lot the 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 Tigers look pretty pretty silly this week. I I don't know what you know. It, it, you could cue yakety sacks for uh, <laughs> for that first game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what it felt like uh, when Minnesota wins that game in a walk off fashion, and then it felt it just it you could play that the whole series. It was such a wacky series. Yeah, and 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 Thursday's game especially four errors, three in one inning, which led to some runs. Tarek Skubal was pitching pretty well. He if he didn't uh, if if the defense was able to help him out behind him, his his line would have looked a lot better. Tarek Skubal is obviously one of the starters that isn't injured at the moment that uh, could really use the help behind him. And this team is they're just not hitting at all. I believe Wednesday they had two hits. They did they did hit the ball a little bit better on Thursday, but they scored one run on eleven hits. Uh, you got to get a little more than that. You got to get more than that. You got to stay consistent at the plate, right? Like, yeah. like you got to hit the fastballs and stay away from the moving pitches, right? Like yeah. anything that's sliding off the plate, just don't hit right now. Like focus on the fastballs. Like if you're not hitting the fastballs, you're struggling at the plate as a team, and that's exactly. I think what we saw earlier in the week, that you mentioned Thursday, they, they hit the ball a little better, but still it was a struggle. I mean, really. It, it, a lot of every, stranded runners. A lot of stranded runners. They're, they're just not manufacturing runs, and uh, that's really the issue. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, looking forward to be, back in with, uh, to be back with you tomorrow, 6 to 7 right here on WJR. We're talking more draft rounds 2 through 7. Uh, we're not going to want to miss it. Have yourself a wonderful night.